0: Welcome to Swallows on the Wire, a podcast where I explore slowing down and taking time to really notice the nature that is all around us. I invite you to join me as I delve into the fascinating joys of the natural world and all it gives us if we stop for a moment and pay witness to its wonders. In this episode, I take a look at the small wild in my weekly diary from the 25th to the 31st of October 2021. Monday the 25th of October Two pied wagtails strut the apex of the roof Calling insistently to each other A short walk around familiar fields I disturb a huge flock of rooks and crows They rise up as one from the green And circle and cool before dispersing over treetops Plantain grows out of grass now covering what was once a wheat field. Top-heavy with bearskin hats, it waves hypnotically. Thousands of brown cigar heads jig a mirage like the warped air of a heat wave. There are still blackberries and sloughs in the hedgerows and the swollen red hips of rose. A robin sings loudly, its song carrying around the field edges. A buzzard cries in the distance, a long sinew of dead and dried bramble lies on the grass like a snake basking on warm ground. Under an oak I stand and close my eyes to the sun, it has become unseasonably warm once more. Without continuity of temperature or season I worry for nature how can it know what it is supposed to be doing from one day to the next it is late october and a warm wind blows husks and old cobs of sweet corn are strewn over path edges who has been scrumping perhaps badger there is a muted almost haze today the land seen as in a sepia photograph In the distance, birds shoal. Long slender leaves pile and lie on the ground, like a ticker-tape celebration long forgotten. A leaf turns and falls lazily, so much like a film cliché that it seems almost absurd. A magpie glides past me at head height, silent. A hornet is busy about a tree. I wonder if it is a queen looking for a place to hibernate. I wish her well for her sleep. Tuesday, the 26th of October. A beautiful starling, heart-shaped white speckled chest perches on the edge of the old coal scuttle. Filled with large stones and water, it is another drinking station. The bird pivots to the water and fills its beak tipping its head back as it straightens, then down again. It then proceeds to waddle its funny walk around the lawn, pecking for insects. Ladybirds fly to windows. They will gather in red and black polka dot huddles to hibernate over winter. A pied wagtail is sitting on the aerial, shouting and looping a double tweet. They are not our usual garden birds here, and I wonder if they are new to the area. The smell of bonfire is strong in the air. Long-tailed tits call from the other end of the garden. The late afternoon sun is bright in the west. The north brews dark clouds, shifting quickly. There is a bird somewhere that sounds as if it is laughing. Not the throaty cackle of a magpie, but higher pitched, more like a giggle. New flowers continue to bloom. A nice extension of summer colour, but somehow disturbing this late in the year. Out of time, incongruous with the season. With the field at the back cut down and turned to flat earth, the pheasants roam closer. During winter, they stray into the gardens, entitled creatures. chuck, chook, chuck. I can hear the partridges close. The great tits are last in the day to the feeder. Wednesday the 27th of October. Today is a day of airborne activity. Leaves rain down in all directions. Pulled from branch and twig, the wind grabs handfuls to throw with wild abandon. Great clouds of rooks rise from fields. The massed bodies soar and wheel, land a and rise again. It is hypnotic, an ebb and flow on the waves of the wind. As the seasons turn, small and subtle changes catch the eye unexpectedly. A field in the distance at the front of the house shimmers like a lake kissed by sun. It has been ploughed and the peaks of earth catch light and glimmer mirror like dark red chrysanthemums flower at the tips of tall plants it is november in very few days time and strawberries are ripening salvia hyssop and cranesbill bloom again thursday the 28th of october This morning the sky is a very strange yellow, an almost tint of green conjured from a translucent wash of weak sun over blue. The sun becomes bright, but there is a cold, fierce wind. A small yellow leaf has been caught in a cobweb and dances marionette against a dark fence panel. The harsh chuck of a partridge comes from the tree line at the bottom of the garden. All the chickens along the road are vocal. The cats are fractious in the wild weather. Puffs of white cloud are moving at speed across the sky. The red hips from the pink rambling rose peek out from the hedge, dotted about like scattered beads from a broken necklace. Variegated eonymus glows lime-green edging around dark, Elder has grown tall again, an unstoppable plant. A buzzard cools, repeats. Red curls of Acer leaves are beginning to fall on the stones beneath. A red admiral warms itself on a leaf. Wings spread, soaking up the sun, bold in orange, black and white. The wagtails are back again on the roof, eponymous birds. In the field at the front, the fading gold-brown stubble stalks are paraded by partridge. From afar, they appear drab and dour. Close to, they are colour and stripe. Beyond them, the rusted coats of pheasants. Friday, the 29th of October. An odd, dull glow envelops the sky and land today. There has been a strange, eerie feel to the air. It began distant and yellow. By the time I drive home from work it is rust and bruised purple. The underbellies of gulls, as they fly silently over, are blushed pink. The clouds royal and turner esque Standing outside after work, there is an edgy feeling. Colours lurk in the gloom, muted. Coiling, reaching tendrils of ivy climb up an old rusted fence post. A flag of white feather is caught on the glossy leaves and hangs in surrender. It is the lighter greens that seem to stand out the most, such as the moss that carpets one of the large stones in the old coal scuttle. Minuscule fractals feather in thick mat, out of which... Fairy thin brown whips of seed heads stand proud. It is a whole other world. Saturday the thirtieth of October. The Lone Starling is back, or rather it comes in with the sparrows, and I wonder why it is not flocked with its own kind. All the small birds are out, wagtails on the roof, Robin in the crab apple. Long-tailed tits in the cotoneaster, wren on the old trunk of smoke bush, blue and great tits on the feeder, sparrows filling the hedge. Grey and rain brought the day in, but by afternoon bright sun brings busyness to the garden. Out and about I watch an industrious squirrel work back and forth, back and forth to the feeder outside my dad's window. Over an industrial estate, gulls wheel and cool, loud and piercing, territorial of their concrete homes. In the greenhouse, the cucumbers are still fruiting. Absurd. The nasturtiums are flouting new orange and yellow trumpets. We are being overtaken by snapdragons. New plants appear daily, their dark green leaves edged with purple. Defiant and abundant, they seem to be invincible. Conquering new territory on all terrains. Earth, stone, between paving slab cracks. On a map we should mark. Here be dragons. Sunday, the 31st of October. The lawn is under leaf. There is a thick carpet of fallen foliage after another day of tree-shaking weather. The weeping crabapple is almost bare, save for the dots of small fruits. The bright, deep red of the Acer glows in dusk light, and the effervescent orange seeds of daylilies punctuates the gloom. The deep, crimson stems of dogwood stand vertical and exposed. The last few leaves, waving on the wind like festival flags. It is All Hallows' Eve, Sarwin. Putting aside the modern insensibilities of the festival, it is more traditionally a time to notice and acknowledge the end of summer, to be thankful for all that has been harvested and stored to take us through the colder months and to look ahead to our futures. It is also the time to think on our forebears, those who have gone before us and see their legacies through our bloodlines. My love of nature and being out in all that is natural, I know stems from the generations before me. My mum, a keen gardener and always pining for her mountains. My grandparents grew, harvested and stored. My childhood holds memories of picking apples from their orchards, Making mazes and dens in the thick bracken at the bottom of their garden. And of course the excited trips down steps to their cellar, where hundreds of bottles and cans held delights of bottled fruits, apples stored in newspaper and wooden crates, chutneys, pickles, jams, and wines. I think to the lavender I have hanging to dry to the shells of jams and chutneys I have made from what was picked from the garden. I have paper envelopes full of collected seeds to be planted next year, and jars of slow gin steeping to share at Christmas. I am thankful that my bones have been given the love of the wild by those before me. The clocks have changed, and by 430 The sun is just a thin line on the horizon. Pheasants bark their parade around the fields. The seasons have turned. Thank you for listening to Swallows on the Wire. You can follow Swallows on the Wire on Instagram at Swallows on the Wire or follow more of my works by visiting my website jenny-may.com.